Hi, I'm Wayne Heinsohn, the pastor of Grace Church Australia. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. We hope it is inspirational and it equips you to make known the name of Jesus. You can stay connected with us during the week by going to gracegathering.online. Hebrews 11, 1 to 3, because my message heading is faith is the substance of. And so I looked up substance, what does that mean? You know, how, how do we look at that? Because I like to chase rabbit trails. I like to find what things mean. And it's something consists of elements, what it's made of, the same but in different states. And that would be like ice, steam and water. That would be like Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And the biblical says that the spiritual foundation that cannot be shaken, a foundation for our relationship with God. Faith, complete trust or confidence in someone or something Faith is the connecting power into the spiritual realm which links us with God and makes him become a tangible reality to the sense perceptions of a person. The purpose of faith is to believe in our God and in ourselves and who we're called to be. I was reflecting on the the songs that uh, Pastor picked this morning And the first one, the great Southlands of the Holy Spirit, concerns not just our nation, but the the South Sea Islands. They are all called to this great prophecy that was prophesied over our land by De Curious, as well as Smith Wigglesworth, and a lot of prophetic leaders and from all around the world in the move of God and in those days, said that the great last awakening would come to Australia and that we would go forth with the good news. And I was, when I was listening, I was reminded that I went to a Franklin Graham crusade when he came out a, a couple of years back, probably five years ago, and he was down in Darling Harbour. And I went with my son at the time, Ben, and we were sitting there and, we were, and Steve Grace came on and sang the song. And everyone had their eyes closed and were thinking about the song. And I felt movement, it was my son standing, and I'm thinking, oh, We need to stand for this song. This is singing our nation into a place and a position that God has called us to. But sometimes we think about it with our head and not with our spirit man. And so we're caught up in the thought process and the words of the song, which is fine. But there's a time that we take hold of that and take it as our own. You know, are we willing to stand for our nation? Jesus came to declare and, and, and show what Father's heart was to his people, who the true God was, not the one that came through religion and law. Laws came in because of Moses. They were given to him to keep people safe and show them that there was a guideline that made them different to everyone else. And there is safety barrier for us all, those precepts and that. But we come in the time of grace which is Jesus Christ, and he has set us free. We come out of a place of Egypt, which is our sin, the same as they came out of Egypt. And God produced mighty miracles for them to see in the land, in Egypt, and and throughout all of mankind at that time, because all of mankind would have heard what God had done and what God was doing for the Israelites at that time. 
Well, we move to our time and we're in a spiritual battle. And if you, amen. <laughs> Woo. Hallelujah. We are in a spiritual battle. And so I was reminded of that when I was listening to the song here about standing up for our God and who he is. And then because I've picked this subject, it's so big and so vast, I'm only going to break in a small part of it. The substance of our faith, what is it based on? Is it based on our history? Is it based on our in inheritance of our gospel, of our family lineage? Is it based on our experience? Is it based on the word of God in its fullness with Holy Spirit equipping us and, and empowering us and enlightening us with the truth of God's word? Or is it based on the word where we walk in law? Because without the spirit, it will kill the letter of the law, the word. That's what it says. So I'm just going to read out. I've got three versions here because I haven't got them to put up. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says... Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So that is the New King James Version. I'm going to read out of the Amplified. Now faith, and this is verse 1 to 3. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. For by faith, trust, and holy fervour, born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. By faith, we understood that the worlds during the successive ages were formed and fashioned, put in order and equipped for their intended purpose. By the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things seen not made out of our own thinking like Babel, the Tower of Babel. Mankind said we will be like God if we come together in unity and we build this to the heavens. And God said, this is not going to happen. Because this is like the tree of good and evil. And they think they become God. And this is the whole thing that has happened through the generation since the beginning. God created a perfect garden. He created Adam and Eve. And we are the only created thing that God made that are made in his image. That's in uh, Genesis 1, 26, 27, where it says that we take dominion over what God has given us. He gave Adam the right to choose the names and the understanding of what it meant for each creature that was created and to have a wife that he would become one with and be the the force or the authority in the earth, but they gave it away through the things that the three things in the areas that we will always be tempted by the devil because he's got no new plan, it's always the same. The lust of the flesh, the lust of our eyes, and pride. And all of those things worked in Eve 
regardless, you know, that she didn't have that full understanding of a relationship, Adam did. But they still worked in her. And they were the three things that when Jesus, baptised by John, and remember, Father, Son and Holy Spirit were together in that picture. Father spoke, Son came up, Dove came down. There was a trinity in that position. And Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days. And in that place, the words that came from Satan to Jesus were those. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But he overcame that. And it says, this is really important, that when he came out, he not only came out in power, he came out in authority. He didn't go in with authority. He went in with the power of the Holy Spirit leading him. But when he came out, he came out in power and authority. This is what God has given to us if we can have faith to believe, obey, and follow the word. You know, the word, there's lots of preachers when they speak, they say stand up for the word because the word is who? Jesus. If Jesus was in the room, would you stand up? So a lot of people honour the word when it's spoken. And they will stand up to hear the word because they believe it's Jesus that is spoken right now. Um, I'm not going to make it, but I'll tell you what, I'm getting close to that place where I'm going to be saying it, I think, because even myself. You know, if we, that last song says, do we honour the Lamb? Is it too much to stand up and give him that honour and that glory that he deserves? Did he not lay down his life, ripped apart, torn apart in every area of our emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, financial? Any area of brokenness was paid for at the cross of Calvary. Does not that alone deserve our honour and our gratitude and our honouring him? And then the blood that was poured out, that blood, that precious blood that cleanses and heals and delivers, sets free, covers, gives life to, honours us, honours us. We are fallen men in a fallen world and yet God honours his creation and made a way for Jesus to come, pay the sinless sacrifice for us that we would have a choice. Before that, there was no choice. It was all about sacrifice of the lamb and the goat and paying homage and, and tithes to that religious system. We're in relationship. We have the only religion, if you want to say it that way, where we have a father, a son, and Holy Spirit, and that is relational to us, calls us a child of God, and we don't have to work for it. He's done the work. We just have to receive it and believe it. And that's the challenge that we all have, is our belief system. Because when we come from brokenness, our land was built on our indigenous, and then they were stolen from, and then our prisoners that came out, and all those things that meshed into the behaviours of our land and nation. You know, I'm not saying there aren't good people or were good people or are still good people. They are there. But without Christ in it, we'll always have this grounding that goes back to some other place, not back to glory, to him as the one. So um, 
Hallelujah. So in the Passion, 11.1 says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. So when we read the book of Genesis where it talks about the Holy Spirit hovered over the darkness, it was God's word that went forth and brought life and light. So the world was framed by God's word. This word. This word is ours to frame our world. This word, we can frame our circumstances, our situations, our hopes and our dream, our wayward children, you know, our prodigals. I was a prodigal. I didn't know Jesus the way I know Jesus today. I've come into that relationship with him when he reached out to me when I thought I'd done everything that I could do to be good and everything and realised there was still something missing. I didn't know what it was until Jesus came in and I knew then that's what was missing. God created us to have a space for him in our spirit that comes alive to him when we ask him in. So anyone who doesn't know Jesus, you have an opportunity to come to know that God. And if you're been sliding away because of circumstances or situation, God says, come back. For what you see is not the reality. It's happening and it's a fact. But the truth is that Jesus has paid it all for us and that as we seek him and we, we look in his word, we pray and we fellowship, our relationship becomes deeper and stronger and revelation becomes greater for us. Like, when I first came into the kingdom, I didn't know anything. I mean, I knew scripture, Sunday school. My mother taught us that we prayed because we come from a background of trauma and brokenness. So she'd pray for a feed and we'd have a feed. We didn't have it, any food or money at that time, but we would always have a food to sustain us. So we had an understanding that a God looks after you when you're hungry. But when we had the trauma and those sort of things, we didn't see the same understanding of God in that. We saw the one that represented God in our home, and that was not the Father of lights, the true God, the true one, so opposite. So everything was skewed in a way to authority, and um, if you're not good enough, you get punished, and you know, that you have to be this, what you can't be. And it's wrong, because God says, I've already done that, I see you at the finish end, but you've got to catch up to that. You've got to believe that your soul has to be healed. You know, our traumas and our brokenness has to be given over to him, because that's the only way we can be healed. And there's an inverted pride that says, I'm all right, and whatever happened to me is over, and I'm doing okay today, but I'm seething underneath or I'm always setting up a, a disagreement or I'm always looking for a negative or um, can never believe that I will succeed. That's all part of that inverted pride and, and Jesus paid 
That's the same as believing that you're better than, like the Pharisees did. You know, in Matthew 18, it talks about where the tax collector comes in, the Pharisee's there, and he's like, I've done everything that you need me to do, and I'm, I'm, ooh, I'm not like him. He over there is on his knees, he's beating his chest, saying, I'm a sinner, please forgive me. And Jesus said he goes away forgiven. He's the one that was blessed, not the one who's in religious garb and looking so high and almighty, but has no time for his brother or sister on the byway like the Samaritan. Our God is an awesome God. But circumstances and times have made that shaky ground for most people. You know, it's, it's been weary in the doing and staying faithful to the cause. And, you know, even fellowship, there's been times when there was no fellowship other than online, which was awesome, you know. Some people said, I'm not doing lo- online. Well, why not? Because we're still staying with the body connected to the king and you know we all love it when we come together we all love being with one another there's no denying that and it's called we're called to fellowship with one another we're called to be the brethren and that God uh, you know commands a blessing when brethren dwell together in unity the unity thing isn't really being big in the world we've gone into our small spaces to make our kingdom smaller than the kingdom of God because of fear because of doubt, because of brokenness. You know, I was sitting outside today and I heard this saying and I thought, that's unusual, Lord. It was good grief, you know, Charlie Brown. And I thought, good grief. Is there a good grief? Grief's not good. And yet God dropped into my spirit. Sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. There is a good grief in Christ, in our losses, in our brokenness in our disappointments. There is a good grief because we have Jesus as our saviour. Hallelujah. So, oh, in part of that talks about those men of faith that held their conf- confession. Abraham, you know, he was called out of the land that he came from. Now they were sinners, they weren't godly where he was, just because he's in the Bible, it didn't start there, you know. Because there was no God in the land. Everyone was doing their own thing. And they were doing either being good because they thought good was good, or they just did whatever. And God called him out to be the father of nations. You know, generations. He showed him the stars and the sand. And yet, there was no children in his house. You know, he comes to him at one time and says, well, I've got a, a servant that will take on this. What's happening? You promised something. And God said, yeah, it's going to happen, but not in your time. It'll be the right time because in that walking his faith out was where it grew and he trusted. I mean, if we look into the background of all these people that are in the hall of faith, when we read the big picture, all of them failed. We all fail. We're all not in faith all the time. You know, we get distracted. We get wobbled off course when we have something that's serious affects us. But God says it's just one word to come back into that place. Trust me. And these are the things of our faith, our 101 things that we need to strengthen in these days. Because more's coming. Yes. There is more. We're in like a lull place. You know, we've had the COVID and we're 
in this place where we're starting to gather and starting to strengthen ourselves. But each one now has to dig into the word for themselves. To hear more podcasts from Grace Church Australia, make sure you subscribe and stay connected by going to gracegathering.online.